It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Coming up on this edition of Locked On Wizards. 93 days, 22 teams, and one champion left standing. We've got to get into the Los Angeles Lakers 17th NBA championship, knocking off the Miami Heat Sunday night. All those details and more right here on Locked On Wizards. You are Locked On Wizards, your daily Washington Wizards podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Happy Monday, everybody, and welcome to today's edition of Locked on Wizards. I'm your host, Renee Washington, and today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Go ahead over to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKEDON, and you'll get $10 off your next order. Now, when we went into the weekend, I had predicted that the Los Angeles Lakers were going to beat the Miami Heat in five, especially wearing the Black Mamba jerseys Friday night, but the Lakers actually did not close out. Had a tough game, especially Anthony Davis going down injured. He struggled not only physically, but you saw he was just out of it, wasn't playing aggressive. And then, of course, the play that had everybody mad, myself included, or for those that were on the winning side, excited. Danny Green, as LeBron James drives with 16 seconds left in the game, kicks the ball out, down by one. All the Lakers needed was a bucket. Danny Green had a chance to be a hero, missed the shot, but what makes it worse Markeith Morris gets the rebound with six seconds left on the clock and threw the ball out of bounds. It was not a good play. A lot of errors there for the veterans, champions, players that have their the moment to win and seal the deal and close out in game five to not only get a short shot that Danny Green threw up off balance, not ready to shoot, he was in the game for one reason and one reason only in that final play when head coach Frank Vogel put him in and did not do his job. Markeith Morris in the paint, gets the ball just outside of the, around the, the top of the paint, around the free throw line on the elbow and throws the ball away. Ugh, not a good look. And honestly, I was saying coming into game six that if the Lakers did not win game six, the Heat were going to win it in seven because just the, the confidence, the momentum was all in the Heat's favor. I mean, having had Bam Adebayo out for the first few games and then able to come back, having Jimmy Butler carrying this team. And then, of course, we did see Goran Dragic come back game six. It just seems like if the Lakers were unable to win it, AD was struggling. I don't know if he had another game left in him because he just kept getting injured. One injury after the next, mostly his feet, his ankles, his Achilles, just one thing after the next. I don't know that he had another game in him. And we just all know when it comes to a game seven, it's anybody's game at that point. You just have one game to win it all. And I really felt as though the Heat could have won it if it went to seven. So the Lakers did handle business, a much needed win, claiming their 17th franchise title. LeBron James named finals MVP for the fourth time in his career, winning his fourth title. And also... 
being the first player to do so. The first player to win three different MVP finals, MVP, and on three different teams. Let that sink in. Three different finals MVPs, three different teams. We've had a number of players that have won multiple championships on different teams because, hey, that's the way the league works. You bounce around from team to team sometimes, and especially some players that we look at someone like JaVale McGee, Danny Green. This is Danny Green's third championship with three teams. The Spurs, the Raptors, the Lakers. So there are players that do that, but not winning finals MVP. That's a different caliber of player. So I love what Adam Silver, NBA commissioner Adam Silver said that as uh, LeBron was receiving the Bill Russell MVP, finals MVP award, that he someday will probably have a, an award named after him too. And then even for Frank Vogel, who claims that LeBron James is the greatest player of all time ever in, in this, to ever exist in the universe. Ah, got a lot of people like a little on their on, on edge there because the GOAT discussion is one that always comes up that never ends. Definitely curious to know who your GOAT is. MJ, LeBron, Bill, Kareem, who you have as the greatest of all time. I honestly go back and forth and I don't want to turn this episode into a GOAT discussion. But at this point in his career, year 17, helping the Lakers win their 17th title, winning his fourth title, you know, I've always said LeBron is my GOAT, but I also feel like LeBron and MJ are just two completely different types of players. What they have accomplished, their historic season and careers as LeBron's is still going, I just feel as though they both have their own reasons to be the GOAT. And we're not just looking at championships in the conversation, otherwise Bill Russell would be the GOAT hands down. But there are a number of factors that each of them have that makes them both the greatest, both trailblazers, both that have literally taken the game of basketball in New Heights and superhumans. You look at what LeBron is able to do in year 17 and still be the best guy on the floor. Whew. So I honestly applaud the Lakers. I am, of course, over the moon that the Lakers did close out and win this one. I've been saying from day one, the Lakers were going to win. The, the NBA title this year. And I've been saying since we saw the Lakers Miami heat matchup that they could do it in five, but definitely we're going to do it in six at the latest. I did not see this being a sweep. I did not see this being a seven game series. I just thought that the heat are too good to get swept. And also there's some other reasons I feel like they would not get swept, but I won't say them on the show, but I honestly just felt as though the, the heat definitely were good enough to get at least a win. And so I, I knew this was going to be a tough series, without a doubt. But my goodness, the Lakers opened it up. It was a 30-plus point game at one point when they were closing out the second, uh, the second quarter. And the Lakers went on that run. The Lakers actually outscored the Heat by 20 in the second quarter. That was the biggest game changer. The whole momentum switch with Rondo, KCP, LeBron, AD, and I believe it was Morris on the floor. The whole game changed. Because it was just, they they had no answers. AD was killing inside. Rondo, KCP were doing a great job of also providing a spark and also attacking the basket. We saw that Rondo had 13 at the half. KCP had 16 at the half. That's what was needed. The role players to step up. And then game five, and in, in the Lakers lost game three, that was the difference. You didn't have everybody contributing. It was LeBron. Of course, AD struggled in a couple of games this series, including both losses. And honestly, the role players struggled in those games. The games that the Lakers were able to win and the games they were able to to really take control of early. 
it was not all on LeBron. You needed other players like KCP and Rondo, and they had much more of a presence in the game on Sunday and honestly deserved to be on the floor more this entire series. I felt like Rondo and KCP were the biggest difference, actually, because you know what LeBron can bring. AD, of course, had to play aggressive. But overall, with those two playing, once you get them going, that's four guys that are able to to play versatile, attack the basket, knock down shots. They see the floor well. They make great passes. And the Heat had no answers. So coming up, we continue talking Lakers, Heat, and the celebration around the champions, the locker room celebration, all the fun excitement that we saw in the Lakers blowout win over the Heat right here on our championship edition of Locked On Wizards. Fellas, I know talking about erectile dysfunction probably isn't easy. Usually you may just brush it off or blame yourselves, saying things like you lost your mojo or making excuses like you had a long day at work or just avoiding it altogether. But with Roman, it is easy to talk about it. With a real healthcare professional who can prescribe real medication, it's simple, safe, and totally discreet. With Roman, you get a free online evaluation and ongoing care for ED, all from the comfort and privacy of your home. A healthcare professional will work with you to find the best treatment plan. And if medication is appropriate, Roman will ship it to you with free two-day shipping. The whole process is straightforward, simple, and discreet. Getting started is simple too. Just go to roman.com slash locked on NBA and complete an online visit. Erectile dysfunction used to be tough to tackle, but now there's Roman. Complete an online visit today to connect with a healthcare professional and take care of it. Go to GetRoman.com slash LockedOnNBA today. If approved, you'll get $15 off your first order of ED treatment. That's GetRoman.com slash LockedOnNBA. GetRoman.com slash LockedOnNBA. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Happy Monday, everybody, and welcome to this edition of Locked on Wizards as we're talking about the NBA champions, the Los Angeles Lakers. I'm your host, Renee Washington. We had a chance to briefly break down the win, but let's get a little deeper into it. So LeBron James finished the game with 28 points, 10 assists, 14 rebounds, shot 13 for 20. We saw Anthony Davis, who had a big game, not only offensively, but was defensively the monster that they needed that defensive player of the year runner up to be 19 points. 15 rebounds, three assists, two blocks, but you saw him all over on the defensive end, especially the Heat literally had no answers for him on both ends of the floor. Rondo, who had 13 at the half, finished with 19 on the game, eight for 11 shooting, eight for 11 shooting, let that sink in, four assists, and Contavious Caldwell-Pope KCP with 17.6 for 13 shooting. Those two, in my opinion, were the biggest difference, an aggressive AD and double-digit games by Rondo and KCP was the difference because we saw that in game five, for example, I thought it was a lot on 
Caruso, Danny Green, Kuzma, and honestly, the Lakers needed their champion veterans in Rondo and their, their young spark in KCP to help them get over the hump. Now, for the Heat, tough game for Miami. We saw Bam Adebayo, who had a quiet 25, in my opinion. I don't, I don't think Bam did what, what has been making Bam so successful. He had a, a good game, if you look at his numbers. But I just felt as though he was not the presence that he could be. And this is something coming into the series, I felt as though Bam Adebayo, who was a pivotal part of the Heat's success, was going to be outmatched because he's the big man on the team. Him and Jay Crowder do a great job of it. But you're playing a very tall Los Angeles Lakers team. When you have LeBron, AD, Marquise Morris, Dwight Howard, you know, you have so much height that you're, that you're playing against. It, it just changes up your game a lot. And Bam did finish with 25 points, 10 for 15 shooting, 12, uh, excuse me, 10 rebounds, not 12. And then the 12 is actually Jimmy Butler. 12 points on the night. It definitely caught up to him. The minutes he played, 12 points, eight assists, seven rebounds. He played 45 minutes. He had been logging so many minutes throughout the postseason in general. But specifically in this series, we saw game five after the Heat win. And Jimmy Butler was doing his post-game interview with Rachel Nichols that he looked exhausted. He was like dragging off the floor. We even saw before the game ended at one point, he went over and was like hunched over on one of the dividers on the side of the court. He just looked beat. I mean, what do you expect? He had to do so much, especially once Bam Adebayo and Goran Dragic were out. Now, of course, both were able to come back, but still, in my opinion, were never at 100%. Definitely Dragic in game six. You could tell that he was out there just because he was, you know, you don't always get to an NBA Finals. When's the next time Goran Dragic is going to be able to get to an NBA Finals? You want to be on the floor. You want to try to help your team win. So I understand both of them trying to be out there and play. And the Heat had a short bench to begin with because the only players that were really coming off the bench were Kendrick Nunn and Andre Godala. So a lot of the roles and responsibilities were on Jimmy Butler, not only in terms of minutes, but scoring, rebounding, assists. I mean, he's been having these incredible triple doubles, 40-point games, and it caught up to him. Not to mention the Lakers just played very well defensively, very well defensively. I mean, they were closing out. They were they switching well on picks. They were hedging. They were throwing different looks at Jimmy Butler. And that's something that I know for LeBron James specifically that makes a difference because in previous teams, he's had to, to take the majority of the defensive work, especially in games and series like playing against the Warriors back when he was with Cleveland. This time he had other players. You look at AD, of course, de- defensive player of the year, runner up for a reason. And even Rondo, Kuzma when he's not fouling, but Caruso, uh, KCP, Markeith Mars does a great job defensively. Dwight Howard for the minute he gives just gives, does a great job of frustrating the crap out of opponents because he's going to come in and he's going to be that dog that's physical, that's fouling you, sometimes getting an unnecessary tech. But there was a lot of defensive pressure on Jimmy Butler. And I applaud the Heat for making it to the NBA Finals. I applaud them for having an incredible season because I know I was saying there's they're a team that you definitely cannot sleep on coming into the bubble. And let's just say I was right about that. I may have been wrong. The Lakers are going to win in five when I said on Friday, but I, I did say they were possibly going to win in six. And I definitely did say that the Heat were a team you could not sleep on. Now, LeBron James after the game did do a good job of acknowledging the fact that the Heat were a big reason why he was able to, to really – blossom and grow in the way that he did as a player to be a champion I mean he was saying that you know after the win we all know that LeBron played for the Heat for a few years and the big decision that was uh 
that shocked the world. And in his time at in Miami, once he made that move, he was coming off of what he said is his seven years. So he said, quote, I had seven years, my first stint in Cleveland. I felt like I couldn't get over the hump. I felt like I needed some help. And in that time playing with Dwayne Wade and Chris Bosh specifically in the, in the Miami Heat franchise is when he was able to finally get his championships. You know, that was the year that he, they, you know, they of course lost the first year, which nobody ever lets, lets that go. They lost the first year to Dallas, but then they did win two straight back-to-back finals. And that was a big, that was a big change for him. You know, he talked about how when he was there, he said, quote, I felt like I needed someone to push me. And that's when I was able to go to Miami and get pushed by D Wade and Bosch and that franchise. And so to be able to get him and push him and let him know how great he is, which is making him see basketball better and be part of something that's special. That's what it's all about. You know, and that's exactly what I could not agree more with the fact that Miami was a change for him. And this is something, although many will say, oh, he had to link up with Bosch and D Wade to get a championship. No, it was just a change. You see a number, but look at Anthony Davis, for example. Anthony Davis coming to Los Angeles, I guarantee you on, on his documentary when he's done playing basketball, he's going to talk about the fact that playing alongside LeBron James helped him grow, helped him learn, and take his career to the next level. I know that's something people are even saying around players like Bradley Beal, the need to go, just go somewhere different. This is a different era of basketball. You don't stay with the same team from start to finish, you know, and sometimes it's it's needed to go somewhere different where you're going to have a different perspective. It's a fresh start especially when you come into a franchise from your rookie season, because you learn so much as a rookie and in those early seasons that you're a different player, especially when you look at like LeBron, for example, year one versus year seven in Cleveland, he's a whole different player. And sometimes you feel like you've reached a ceiling and have done all you can do and it's time for a change. And I don't know that we'd have LeBron the champion if, well, I do know we would not have LeBron the four-time champion, four-time NBA finals MVP if he stayed in Cleveland, we would not. So he probably would have become one of those players that's um, a player that was good but never won a championship if he had stayed in Cleveland. He had to he had to go somewhere else to be able to get that fresh start, get with a, a franchise that was moving towards winning a championship, and then of course going back to Cleveland to help them win one. But you know, it's to me exciting to see that the history being made. LeBron James in his 17th year winning his fourth title, much like Sue Bird. I love the post that I saw on social media that Sue Bird in her 17th year also just won her fourth title with the Seattle Storm in the WNBA. It's a big, it's a big mo- monumental year for basketball as a whole. And we will be talking about that more in our Tuesday edition as we're recapping the history that we just witnessed in the wobble and bubble for the NBA and WNBA here on Locked on Wizards. But I do want to continue getting into more around what's going on and what we've been seeing um, around the celebrations and the excitement of the Lakers, especially being that this one was done for Kobe. So coming up here on Locked on Wizards, we discuss the championship with a deeper meaning than basketball. Let me tell you guys about the delicious treat that's going to allow you to snack healthy. That's right. You can do both. If you know me, you know I have a sweet tooth. I enjoy cupcakes, cookies, brownies, all the sweets. And Built Bar actually has delicious flavors. Let me just run down some of my favorites. Cookies and cream, double chocolate, mint brownie, salted caramel. Yes, caramel, not caramel. And peanut butter brownie. Delicious. All bars are covered in 100% chocolate. They're soft and easy to chew and they're healthy. So it's great if you are on a keto diet or working to lose or maintain weight, you can do all that while snacking on a delicious treat. 
They're low calorie, low sugar, high protein, high fiber. And I definitely recommend Built Bar. So if you head over to BuiltBar.com and use the promo code Locked On, you'll get $10 off your next order. Now you can save money, eat healthy, and eat delicious. Doesn't get any better than that. So go ahead on over to BuiltBar.com to try the best tasting protein bars. And I can guarantee you from me to you, you will not regret it. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Renee Washington here, host of Locked on Wizards, and we are talking around the NBA championship. The Los Angeles Lakers did knock off the Miami Heat. It was it ended up a lot closer on paper than what it really was with a 106-93 win, but the Lakers were up by as many as, as 30-plus at one point as they captured their 17th franchise title. Now, all of this had a lot of great meaning to it. We saw Anthony Davis win his first title. Dwight Howard win his first title. We saw... Um, Rajon Rondo winning his third title, excuse me, second title since 2008 with the Celtics. Danny Green winning his third title. We saw him win last year in Toronto. We saw him win with San Antonio. LeBron winning his fourth title and his fourth NBA uh, Finals MVP award, fourth with three different teams. You know, it was just incredible. Frank Vogel, who was fired from working with the Magic two years ago, what a turnaround and now be an NBA champion. You know, it is just incredible the fact the Lakers are able to bring the title back to Los Angeles. It's been 10 years since the Lakers won. 10 years ago in 2010 when we saw the Lakers knock off the Celtics and who was named MVP? But Kobe Bryant. This one was definitely for Kobe. And it was a a very um, emotional one. You know, after the game, after it was official, as the confetti's falling and you see players getting emotional, you see the tears, you see the excitement. No, you can't help but, but know that this there was something far greater aside from just the fight for social justice, aside from just all the craziness of trying to make sure they can return back to the bubble safely around COVID and being away from their families, all the sacrifice these players made, the, the staff members, the officials, the reporters and broadcasters and trainers, everybody that was in that bubble all made a sacrifice to be there away from their families, out of their normal and doing this to make sure to ensure the safety of everyone. And yet here we were after, what was what did I say, 93 days it was? 22 teams that started off in the bubble and the Lakers were the last ones standing. And it was by no surprise that it, they did this for Kobe. It was by no surprise that they were the last ones standing. You know, and for, for the city of Los Angeles, we saw video and, and clips of them celebrating in the streets, parading around. I know that they were talking post-game about they're not really sure how they're going to do the, the championship parade. Well, the city of Los Angeles started without them. The parade started last night. Let's not get it twisted. Their car, cars could not drive through. They were going crazy in the streets, chanting Kobe, 
chanting and oh, it was just it was just incredibly emotional to watch, exciting to see, but emotional to watch as LA was celebrating. And it's been such an emotional year as a whole. And honestly, it felt surreal to me watching this because of what we've seen starting back on that awful day, January 26th, when we heard the news around Kobe Bryant and Gianna Bryant and all the other that were tragically involved in the helicopter, in their, their helicopter crashing to now see us celebrating, you know, it was, it was just, it was just kind of like that moment of realizing, wow, they, not only the Lakers did it, but this is all for Kobe. You know, this is what better way than to have his team that he spent his career in, that he was able to rise to being, you know, the, the Kobe Bryant, the legend that we all know that changed everybody's lives in some way, whether it was just every time you threw trash away, yelling out Kobe or playing pickup, trying to be like Kobe or, or the step back jumper he does on in the corner, you know, it, it's just, it was just an emotional moment. And I'm so thankful that I got to witness it. We're, we're witnessing history and we're, we'll talk again more about the history behind all this excitement that we've just witnessed. We also saw a shirtless J.R. Smith, and I think we're going to continue to see a shirtless J.R. Smith. He was live on Instagram after and was showing the locker room celebrations as Lakers were going crazy in the locker room. I don't think J.R. Smith is going to wear a shirt for the next five or six months, but that's okay. I mean, honestly, I, I, again, applaud the Miami Heat, Eric Spolstra, Jimmy Butler, Jay Crowder, Bam Adebayo coming back injured, Goran Dragic coming back injured. Tyler Hero for an incredible rookie season who really grew up in the playoffs. And Kendrick Nunn coming off the bench. Andre Iguodala, who has been an incredible leader for them alongside Udonis Haslam. I applaud the Miami Heat because that that team right there, that, that was special. That's a special group. But also for the Los Angeles Lakers, it just gives me chills that I know I've been saying that they were going to win the championship. I know we've been all thinking it for the most part. It's not all of us, many of us. But here they are. And LeBron James at the end when he said that quote about putting some respect on L.A., putting some respect on A.D., on his on on himself. I deserve some damn respect. Give me my damn respect. I like it. I like it because so many times we're just so quick to, to, you know, belittle the incredible accomplishments of players because of what? Like after Danny Green missed that shot in game five, granted, pissed me off. You're a shooter. You're brought here to shoot, but also made me mad that he was even on the floor after just scoring eight points all game. He's been struggling from the field, all playoffs, and you have better options. LeBron and AD, of course, being the number one and two, but if not them, KCP or Rondo, because again, you just needed a basket down by one. You just needed a basket. There was no need to shoot a three. There was plenty of time left to get a good shot. They should have had a better lineup on the floor. I was saying it should have been AD LeBron, KCP, Rondo, and that fifth player can be whoever, Morris, Dwight Howard. I say someone that's a rebounder in case they did miss, but whatever. Tomatoes, tomatoes, it didn't, they didn't score. But it, then to hear that Danny Green's fiance was getting death threats after because he missed a shot. Come on, guys. It's just basketball at the end of the day. And I love Danny Green's response. Like, I hope you guys have some of the same energy towards voting. You want to give send send all this negativity and and being so mad and having the fact that his fiance is getting death threats where let's say the same energy 
in the polls, in going out and voting. Let's see the same energy getting mad at what is going on in our government, not to make this a political discussion, but I, I appreciated his response there because we sometimes get so caught up in sports, yet we don't see the same energy towards things that actually do impact us in a much bigger way, like politics in our government. So yeah, take that same energy to the polls, please. Because at the end of the day, Danny Green's shot, making it or missing it, is not something that's going to change, make or break your life. Now, unless you are a gambler and had put a lot of money into that game, sports betters, maybe that's why you're so angry. But again, that's not Danny Green's fault fully. Not fully. You got to be a little smarter with your money. So, I mean, at the end of the day, it was very, um, it was just a lot to watch. Very exciting. And to see the, the way the Lakers had were able to come together as a team to win this championship. We just watched some history in the making, without a doubt. So again, congratulations to LeBron James on winning the MVP, Finals MVP award for the fourth time, his fourth title. Congratulations to the Lakers on bringing the championship back to LA. Their first in 10 years, their 17th franchise title. And next year is gonna be very exciting, but that's for sure, because we've got a lot of teams coming back that have been watching the bubble whether they were in it at all or sent home pretty early, watching, regrouping, ready to come back. And we're going to continue following all the off-season moves now with the NBA draft coming up mid-November with the season projected to start in January. That's, that's a long time, guys, until we get to watch basketball again in the NBA. But we'll be continuing to talk around all that's going on in the off-season to see how teams are working through trades, free agency, roster moves, draft picks, all that exciting stuff. But the moment is here. The NBA championship is won and done by the Lakers. I can't believe this. I want to cry. This is so, this is so insane, but I am excited to see the celebrations continue and also excited to see how teams like the Washington wizards are regrouping to be back, to have their team be in a position to at least compete for a playoff spot next year. So hit that subscribe button to continue to follow all that we're talking on here on locked on wizards. I wanted to take this episode to focus more on the championship and the Lakers title, but I definitely want to get into the awful, awful injury we saw of Dak Prescott, quarterback of the Cowboys, if you don't know. Um, but that awful, awful injury, the Washington football team, the news that we followed this weekend between Dwayne Haskins Jr. being moved to that number three spot to not even being able to attend the game, feeling sick, and much more around the NFL. We've also got to get into this week as a whole, with the draft countdown on, the NBA draft, some thoughts around prospects and the Wizards, what they need to do, and then also some other news, including trades, off-season moves, and also recapping all the excitement of the history we just witnessed over the last few months, 93 days in the bubble. Wow. And we're done. Just like that. That's a wrap. <laughs> So thank you guys for tuning in to another edition of Locked on Wizards. I hope you have a great rest of your day. I'll see you back Tuesday as we get into more around the history that we just watched, what's going on with the Washington football team and the NFC East after that awful, awful injury. My prayers go out to Dak Prescott and what that means for the Washington football team and the NFC East and the league as a whole as we talk about that here. I'm your host, Renee Washington. I'll see you next time. Washington out. Hey, Prime members. 
You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.